Hello everyone. I hope you are doing well. We are back with another episode of Blitz Business. I hope you will enjoy this podcast. Hi Vitika, thank you so much for joining us at Blitz Business. It's a pleasure to have you. Thank you Ashish. It's a pleasure for me to be on your podcast. Great. Vitika, uh, I was going through your profile and I must say it's a very impressive profile. So if you can share us a little bit about yourself. Um so Ashish, uh, my name is Vitika Yadav. Of course, you know that. Uh, I I come from Alwar, Rajasthan, a small city in, in Rajasthan. And I grew up in Dehradun in a boarding school. Um and I went to Lady Shram College in Delhi and you know, I mean, uh my education of course um, was very uh, very focused on how i looked at women and gender rights and that's what i ended up uh, you know sort of uh, uh, working on and making my career so well people know me as a human rights professional and i have done a lot of work on gender rights and sexual rights um, and human trafficking and modern day slavery which i continue to do i think uh, the most interesting thing about me is that uh i've never had a single day in my life when i can say that i'm bored of what i've been doing which i think is a huge privilege um and um, interestingly i obviously operate as a social entrepreneur so you know while one would see the number of initiatives that i've been involved with or founded they're all um you know in the non-profit world but with a very uh with a very solid um i would say uh, a hybrid model in place you know and there are reasons why we haven't really you know gone all business with what we do is because we we want to make sure that we are reaching out to the most marginalized and the most vulnerable um and especially on topics where uh, there is so much taboo um that uh, you know the 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 business side of things is not really something that we have uh, really gone uh, far ahead with but that's been a very very strategic choice because i i think given the issues that we work on and which are extremely challenging the idea is to really make space for those issues and make sure that there is um you know that information is available uh, free of cost to everyone though we know there is a huge market and then how to how to look at a at a good sustainable um you know rights based uh, hybrid business model around it so that's a little bit about me yeah Mm-hmm. So, Vitika, what was the reason uh, for uh, starting your current venture? Uh, from transitioning from working uh, with different organizations, uh, what was your thought process? Um, so, Ashish, I have I've sort of been a risk taker and an entrepreneur at heart, always. You know, I mean, even in terms of working with different organizations, I think what I uh, what I usually was engaged was in in you know setting up new programs and projects, uh, really looking at strategy and direction. And the moment it was you know sort of a successful run of a program, I actually moved on to the next venture that I wanted to be involved with. So the whole idea was to not really stick on to something that I that I felt that oh this has worked well and you know this is. again going well and let's just continue to do this the idea really was about uh, exploring new pathways really looking at gaps uh, really looking at opportunities and really setting up uh, programs um which which uh, once they were on their own and running successfully it was the idea was to move on to the next 
thing that I wanted to do. And, uh, you know, in that space, I have, um, I think where I saw myself was working at the intersection of uh, media and, uh, you know, and social issues. And essentially when this whole, you know, when I was really looking at this, um, the, the whole area around uh, public health, uh, and especially concerning young people and their sexual reproductive health and rights, it was just, uh, you know, a world which had not been explored from the perspective of technology at all. While technology was fast changing, it was, you know, sort of internet penetration and mobile penetration in India was increasing and at an unprecedented rate. Uh, but when it came to involving young people, the struggles with young people, what you know, in terms of uh, family planning or contraception, anything, any of those indicators, they weren't, there were huge struggles with organizations. And of course, you know, how, how governments have been struggling with the same issue. And that's where, um, you know, sort of I started my work, really looking at the gaps, but really looking at the opportunities. And uh, I think the idea also came from the fact that I had, uh, I had explored radio, I had explored television, I had explored channels like MTV, uh, and how, you know, sort of you break certain, um, uh, assumptions or you test certain assumptions that certain kind of content is not going to work on a certain platform um, so I think coming from that perspective of testing assumptions I realized there was a huge gap when it came to young people their sexual and reproductive health the hugely popular world of pornography you know even though people knew that that was problematic and on the other hand the fact that organizations individuals parents educators everybody was struggling to get to young people with correct information with information that they can use you know information that was fun and engaging and that's where i really saw the big opportunity and um and of course love matters is not recent you know love matters which now stands as a global program around the world also happens to be the world's most popular digital initiative on sexual reproductive health and rights it um, it started in india in 2011 early 2011 and we have just completed a decade of our work in india and uh, um, and that was the time, you know, even when we started um, using, of course, human-centered design thinking and extensive research that we did with young people, we realized that uh, young people wanted a space that was confidential, um, that was easy. And, with, uh, you know, when I say easy, it was uh, their choice, which they had, you know, sort of come up with that, well, I wouldn't like to access information on my mobile phone. So when we launched Love Matters, the whole idea was to have a digital intervention that was that had very easy interface that worked on all kinds of uh, mobile phones not only the smartphones but 2g 3g and how do we make information available by bypassing traditional gatekeepers which sometimes included um, government counterparts themselves in your parents and you know sort of all of that how do we bridge that gap and that really was the intention and that's how love matters started 10 years back uh, and of course, you know, like I said, we work at the intersection of uh, media and um, technology and public mm -hmm. health. So in that sense, you know, from not only looking at a responsive platform that works on mobile phones and, you know, um, uh, using Internet, but uh, we have also explored a range of technology, not because we thought it was cool to use technology, but we mm -hmm. really wanted to use every pathway that young people were interested in. And that could, uh, you know, make information delivery uh, very powerful and successful. So we have done augmented reality. We have done virtual reality. Um, and like a host of, you know, sort of other, we do a lot of films, we do a lot of, um, you know, short films, and um, even our social experiments are very interestingly playing into, you know, sort of using 
firms for research. So it's it's very very uh, you know sort of rooted in what I would say using tech for good. Wonderful! Wow, and congratulations for completing almost a decade. Uh, I think it's it's a great initiative. Uh, so, couple of questions which are coming to my mind, Vitika. First, uh, in terms of channels, let's pick channels first. So, mm-hmm. what has been the most, if I rephrase it, in terms of the channels which have worked for you to reach your audience, your target audience? Do you leverage social media? Do you do partnerships? I mean, what has which what strategy has worked for you uh, to reach to a larger audience? that's a that's a very good question ashish because there is uh, you know i mean also in terms of how we define success and impact is um, is 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 interesting you know because i think the the most powerful medium has been mobile phones right i mean i think as a medium i would just say that 80% of the traffic comes via mobile phones and we're talking about an audience which is over 20 million uh, which is coming to the website so um, mobile phone being an important medium i think we jumped onto social media platforms pretty early. Um, you know, I think this is again 2011. And uh, Facebook was a fast growing medium at that point of time. And we were looking at, uh, you know, all social media platforms. And we know that the audiences on different social media platforms and how it changes year after year, um, you know, is, 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 is also an important uh, uh, pathway that we have been following. So, for example, I mean, I think fa- Facebook has been really, really uh, important medium in a way for us to um, get to the audience in tier two and tier three cities where it is a very popular platform now. Although the the biggest gatekeepers, you know, when we talk about in context of our work has also been Facebook and I mean, all kinds of online platforms, you know, a lot of times people would say, um, you must have received so much backlash for your work because this is bold work and, you know, I mean, this is difficult work. And uh, mm-hmm. my response to that is, uh, you know, actually there has never been any backlash from um, from anyone. I mean, I'm talking about authorities, like be it whatever government or, you know, we've always had uh, a lot of support from people, um, you know, in terms of whatever we're doing authorities. But the biggest challenge has been, by, has been um, the online platforms because, Currently, they have um, this blanket policy of uncensorship policy, which does not help them decide uh, and differentiate between what is pornographic content and what is good quality sexual health content. Right. And something that we um, we actually lead the advocacy work in India with social media platforms. And I actually do interact and work very closely with Facebook as well uh, on really putting out these challenges Uh, very openly and saying that this needs to change you know you need to be able to whitelist organizations that are putting out important content good quality content but also content that is the right of every individual to access Um, so that's I think that's really the area where we have been operating Uh, Wow and Vitika if you can share with uh, our listeners in terms of what are the topics or issues you know if you have some stats available uh, yeah. from your platform um, love matters india in terms mm-hmm. of what sort of challenges people typically face or what sort of content uh, you get most uh, most requested content in terms of you know uh, so sort yeah, of yeah. issues list if you can share some uh, uh, share, uh, share some details on it sure um, so i think one of the most important points that i want to make is that uh, the USP that we have at Love Matters is a pleasure positive, you know, approach. Uh, and when I say pleasure positive approach, then it talks about a sex positive approach to information, to sexuality. Um, and um, 
and i think when i'm thinking about uh, the topics that would be the most important topics on love matters as a platform um mm-hmm. i think there's a huge range because we use gender sensitive approaches to you know talking about to talking about uh, sexual reproductive health and rights but uh, somehow i think um, some of the top content is always about um, content that most men are interested in. and there is a reason why i'm saying that because i think there've been so many myths and misconceptions around penis around penis shapes and sizes masturbation mm-hmm. is it a sin am i going to get sick so the, this and virginity i think um, i think it's a huge problem because everybody seems to be obsessed with a girl's virginity you know mm-hmm. so if i have to really talk about some of the top content um and especially uh, you know when we're talking about myths and misconceptions because most of the questions and the comments that that we would receive are really around so many myths and misconceptions i think there is also a huge demand in in content that talks about uh, performance you know which again uh, which again is is really the approach that pornographic websites have taken right i mean there is this uh, dream world of what sexual performance and what sex in 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 real life looks like but that's not real life sex and that is the expectations that they have so there are lots there's so much performance anxiety you know so much around um, so much pressure um, and a lot of questions do reflect that as well uh, then i think it's interesting because um you know gender and power relations uh, in the society those are also some of the com- most commonly asked questions i think intimate partner violence uh, where uh, you know for most part violence has traditionally only been sort of understood in context of domestic violence or uh, violence that is physical is uh, is also something that comes up uh, very often but also you know what we have been trying to you know sort of break is the notion around what violence can look like it is not just physical violence but emotional violence but financial violence can look like in a relationship and intimate partner violence is uh, you know looks at violence in relationships which are uh, which are not just marital relationships so i think there's a whole body of work but i think a strong focus that of questions that i see is around um you know personal questions around how people feel about their bodies the myths and misconceptions they have on different things and different issues so all of those i think are the topmost questions mm-hmm. great thank you for sharing um and vitika um how do you generate such content right so two parts in it like do you have a team what sort of team or qualified professionals you have and second piece is in terms of content itself what gets consumed more in terms of text audio video short films you mentioned um so again very interesting because uh, question because i think traditionally people have a sort of an understanding oh this is non profit you know and we do not fit in the t- typical non profit understanding of you know what 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 people will think about um mm-hmm. so again i think uh, having the right kind of skill sets has been the most important thing behind the success of love matters which means expertise i think subject knowledge and expertise so public health background having an expertise on srhr issues and srhr issues when i'm saying that i think expertise in terms of really understanding gender sensitive approaches understanding rights based approaches understanding what stereotypical notions of masculinity and femininity would, would look like understanding gender and power relationships so i think very very strong um you know uh, expertise uh, on subject then research i think is another a very important skill set in the team and a really good editorial team um you know and and when i talk about um, you know editorial skills it's it's really i'm talking about um really high quality editorial skills in in the market and really looking at um, 
sort of the best in the market. Um, and, and, and the reason I would say that is because it's a match of skills. You know, if we would have just had edit, editors, even from the best of organizations or institutions come in, uh, Love Matters wouldn't have been that because it is really a very special mix of subject uh, knowledge, subject expertise, research, as well as editorial, you know, sort of coming together. And then, of course, the design team. Uh, so when we're looking at designers, we're looking at social media manager, we're looking at search engine optimization uh, and uh, social media marketing. You know, it's a it's a very interesting team that comes together. Also, because we have we have a huge online audience, but we also have we are also pretty huge in the offline space. And when I'm saying offline space, we run programs in Bihar and Jharkhand and Rajasthan. So we are in the most hard to reach areas because we do not want to, you know, sort of uh, leave young people behind in any of the areas. And Bihar, we have a very solid program. We work with young people through peer educators networks. Um, you know, we are using the power of mobile phones. Um, and internet to get the information to them in in their own language we're using you know very uh, very nuanced content so it's not uh, it's not something that we have possibly just you know one piece of content that has that is just being rolled out everywhere we are also doing very specific pieces of content and films with which keeping a very specific audience in mind um, so that's you know that's really our approach you know even when we are working offline with a huge audience it's about really thinking hard about how do we take these digital mediums offline and the content is co-created with the target audience it's not just us who think that, oh, this content is great and we should roll out this content. Everything that you see on the platform, each and every film has been co-created with the target audience. And that is where human-centered design thinking, I think, is at the heart of what we do. Uh, and it reflects also in the way our team is, you know, from researchers to subject matter expertise to editors to social media and design um, you know, all of these skills come together along with the along with our um, uh, state program on ground team so it's that's what the team looks like given the portfolio of the work people think we are a huge you know sort of setup and a company um, and mm -hmm. organization but actually no we are still a very modest you know team size which is um, of uh, uh, 10 10 full-time staff mm -hmm. and uh, um, about six part-time staff so it's a uh, it's a lot of work and people sometimes are really shocked at the amount of work we are able to do mm -hmm. uh, but yeah that's that's what we do in terms of content um the question you asked you know what kind of uh, so we do we do um campaigns we do radio programs we've done uh, you know we do videos which are animation which are films with uh, artists with actors characters uh, we do everything is done in-house though you know, I mean, all our scripting, all our everything is done in house, and ev each and every you know piece of content that you either you see on the website or on a YouTube channel, um, Hindi and English both are two of our you know sort of um, major I would say languages that we focus on. Um, of course, most focus is on Hindi, given uh, we target the uh, the North Indian Hindi speaking belt, and we are looking at uh, UP and Jharkhand and Bihar and Rajasthan. You know, sort of really making sure that. Um, young people and educators and you know sort of parents have this content available in their choice of uh, language and in a variety of formats and Dithika, do you also plan to do regional content uh, because that's that's little tricky to reach tier two tier three cities with regional yeah. content is it in your roadmap so we already do that we do regional content in bihar um, mm -hmm. and uh, we've also done that in jharkhand 
um, we have done regional content in Northeast. We actually have a curriculum uh, that we worked on, which is, um, you know, a comprehensive sexuality education curriculum, uh, which has been rolled down uh, across 10,000 schools in the Northeast in seven states. Uh, and uh, so there is, uh, you know, there we do a lot of regional content. Um, and, uh, but currently our focus has been on North India, like I said, and we have done, uh, you know, sort of this program in the Northeast. Um, and like you said, yes, it's very nuanced. So the characters that you would see, for example, in Bihar, you know, uh, even the characters, how the characters are designed and worked on are, are co-created with our audience. So we did this fascinating, you know, workshop with, with uh, young people in, uh, from, uh, from different districts in Bihar, where we came up with characters like Jugal Kishore, you know, who is, um, you know, is a character who's based out of Patna, the way he speaks and he talks and he, you know, engages with young people. Or one of our most popular characters that has recently also been launched, Ranjana Kumari, who is a girl uh, from Bihar and how uh, aspirational she is, her, the things that she talks about. And it's very nuanced. It's, it's just, you know, it's sort of... Uh, uh, something uh, which appeals to the audience there it's the character that speaks in their tone language and style um, and is aspirational so that's how the characters have been you know designed in Jharkhand we have just recently you know sort of launched and we obviously uh, have given it some time given the current situation but we launched a program which is called Jharkhand Johar and um, we've launched two characters which is one is Dilkush Jharkhandi and um, Sonia uh, you know, and how they are engaging with young people through uh, radio and through a series of videos that we have produced, short videos we have produced, um, and how they're going to, you know, sort of take over all social media uh, platforms in Jharkhand and speaking to young people about gender and about rights, but not in a preachy way. It's just fun and engaging. Um, you know, it's as very matter of fact and something that is, um, you know, that comes across, that is infotainment. That is mm-hmm. not just information, but it's extremely well-packaged infotainment um, where uh, young people relate to the characters and at the mm-hmm. same time uh, they have an understanding that this is you know oh this makes sense you know I mean this is an aspiration that I would like to have without really rec- realizing that you know there is some kind of information and awareness and education that is happening so it's very very in tune with their own world you know and what is aspirational in mm. their lives and I'm assuming these programs run in Bihar or Jagan, they, they you do with collaboration with schools or uh, how, how do you typically run them? So in terms of content, of course, that's uh, all of it is done at our end. And the peer educators program, let's say the uh, Mobicar trainings that we are doing at this point of time in Bihar and Jharkhand, which is, it's called Mobicar, Nai Zamane Ka Patrakar. And mm-hmm. this is, the this is you know, a flagship program. Um, uh, trainings in uh, on 21st century skills on new age journalism which is which focuses on sexual reproductive health and rights and gives young people uh, the opportunity to learn uh, mobile journalism and what it means to have gender sensitive and uh, you know rights based um, uh, journalism skills and how do you how they're able to do that in their own context in their own communities and advocate on the same issues as well as you know launch their own youtube channels create that space so there's this whole brigade of mobicars that we intend to have uh, and currently there are 100 being trained in jharkhand there are uh, uh, there are 30 who are being trained in bihar and uh, so that's uh, that's really the you know the way the model uh, you know that we use is 
to make sure that we understand their needs we are able to build their capacity and we are able to of course give them the platform where they can you know they can be the, the new age content creators because it's an aspiration that they have there uh, there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of space for them to use new age platforms and how best they can do it so this is also you know sort of transferring skills but also transferring knowledge and information in a way that um, that that also adds on to their you know profiles and their resumes so to say which is which also means that you know a skills a skills that can also have them have you know sort of access to more opportunities for themselves and how how have you seen the current impact of covid in terms of um, reaching your audience especially through offline channels through these uh, different programs so i mean this of course started last year so one of the first things that you know i mean for us the priority was uh, to make sure that uh, we are able to you know sort of um, take care of the communities people that we work with and given that we work in all these states as well and here you know it was not just about about um, you know it's it's not really about taking care of someone but it's really about what is the right thing to do you know when we were hit by covid and like a lot of businesses and organizations suffered we were also in the same in, in the same boat i think especially because the last year we had just started our plans on on uh, you know sort of uh, um expanding the business side of what we do to make our own work more sustainable so the whole idea has been uh, to have a a social business wing so that we we need we can have a much more sustainable model uh considering we do have a huge you know online audience and um typically we would be seen as you know somebody who has a strong digital footing and can make business out of it and this was really the direction that we were moving but that was also the time we you know covid hit and it was really really making sure that everybody in the team felt supported we were quick to you know sort of um, uh really realign our activities to to really cater to the needs in the community so we had a lot of work that we did on ground in bihar uh, especially in in a, with a huge audience um and in up where we went uh, ahead with hygiene kits we made sure that medicines and food and everything was uh, was available and was delivered and we did all of that with a team of volunteers you know our on ground um, team and staff so a lot of that a lot of that meant realigning our grants you know because we do not uh, operate as a with any profit model right we have x amount of money and we realign that x amount of money to cater to the the most important needs of people in the community as much as possible um and then of course you know we we are extremely fortunate to also work with uh, with the donors uh, and investors as you will call them who are uh, who really rose to the occasion and who made sure that um you know these needs were looked into uh, the realignment that we wanted to focus on that was supported and uh, and it was a difficult year and frankly by the end of the year you know we were hoping that um, in the next year some of the things that we would you know sort of take on um, a fresh how would we move forward we were really in that direction we had we did some of those uh, some some really interesting things of course because with covid we were also a platform that is extremely popular with young people so there was a lot of anxiety a lot of questions you know sort of being shared with us so we did a lot of content around covid a lot of personal stories a lot of you know guides that were put out um you know a support that we were providing with the 24/7 discussion board that we have 
um so all of that happened and uh, we entered 2021 thinking that of course this is you know things are going to change this year and i think most businesses and most organizations had that uh, approach in mind but um things went otherwise and i think currently um for again for us the most important thing has been the well-being uh, of the team and and people we work with so the first thing in in terms of um, just looking at the well-being of people was that we actually closed down our office last week uh so that uh, everybody in the team could focus on themselves and their loved ones and their families and the community needs um and uh, not to feel that you know i mean it's a strange time for everyone to be at work and then making sure that no this has to be done that so we just said okay everybody just needs to focus on their own lives and themselves and you know we all need to be there for each other so that's really where we are we're also going super easy this week at work because we're doing a lot of uh, we are one of the consortium partners for vaccine confidence initiative and covid appropriate behavior in india in terms of content that we are leading on uh, facebook and instagram and different social media channels um and uh, and that's uh, that's something that uh, you know we are really um, uh, putting a lot of content out on um but otherwise i mean i think uh, covid has been hard it's been hard uh, uh, for us but it's been extremely hard for communities and people we work with um you know we work on sexual reproductive health and rights we work with some of the most marginalized marginalized population and on ground the situation was such that sanitary napkins were not available um you know um a lot of girls who have be, who have dropped out of school possibly will never go back to school um we do a lot of work on early marriages and you know how how we are sort of really pushing for uh, girls to stay in school and thereby you know improving the life indicators so a lot of that work has been hugely affected the number of uh, unsafe abortions just because people were not accessing the medical facilities because of fear of corona um because of the fact that you know contraceptives were not um not available so a lot of that has uh, resulted from corona uh and it's been hard and it uh, i and i think I I think I can just say that you know possibly we have gone 10 years back in terms of the progress that that the SRHA community in general had made. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Wow. I mean definitely it 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 has been a very difficult year and hopefully situation gets better with time. And Vitika if if I if I can ask you in terms of if you you mentioned right all in terms of all the work different programs which you are running what is your vision for the next 5 10 years uh, you're generating a lot of content you're running a lot of different programs right uh, but in terms of new initiatives what what do you have in in mind for example the i could be totally off but in terms of providing one to one sessions maybe or providing doing new initiatives to be better able to reach the audience and bringing much more awareness uh, so what is your vision for the next 5 to 10 years um yeah so you know ashish even last year we did um, you know i mean of course uh, covid times when we were thinking what and how we actually uh, did uh, you know sort of innovate in the sense that we did uh, bring to life teen book which is basically the junior wing of our srh program and it focuses on adolescents and teens and tweens as well as parents and educators um and it's the first of its kind you know i mean it's inspired by what one would call this well known statement tell me and i forget show me and i remember involve me and i understand 
Um, so it's it's a it's something that um, it's again a digital program and it recognizes the importance of inquiry based learning, and uh, it helps adolescents with knowledge and skills to help them again take informed decisions, to show resilience, stay healthy, to channel their curiosities in the right direction, and to prepare them for an adulthood that is happy and healthy and safe. You know, and it's a unique hybrid of interactive story-based material, comprehensiveness of topics, simulations that inform and challenge uh, young people to make decisions and choices. Uh, and they're all designed as, you know, motivation characters, which is such as themselves, their classmates and their friends. So uh, Teen Book, again, has been received extremely well. Um, this is where we have done, you know, we have looked at partnerships with schools, um, with educators, and it's it's really that space where, I mean, because we've been doing Love Matters for a long time, we have also done lots of adolescent programs, school-based curriculum. But um, the need for, uh, you know, for Love Matters to come up with a special program, digital program that only focuses on teenagers and adolescents and parents and educators was there. Um, and interestingly, why why this is important is because if you, if you look at COVID times and if you look at the rise of, you know, Baiju's, uh, everybody is obsessed in India with academics, right? I mean, that's just something, mm-hmm. um, um, you know, being good at academics and, you know, sort of nailing it is very important. Whereas uh, when we talk about uh, the number of suicide rates of young people in the country, when we talk about current times and COVID times and how difficult it has been for children and young people, we're almost really forgetting what does it mean to have uh, the importance of life skills learning. And Teen Book really is the... is is Perhaps in in a in a in a better world, I would have seen Teen Book rise to the occasion and be the Baijus, you know. Uh, and of course, the difference is that it's, uh, you know, it was uh, sort of really pushed uh, by this personal motivation as a mother um, and the co-founder Arti, who also has a daughter, and how our experience of working in this space came together um, to really understand why this is so important. Because you know, you can teach your children to be academically very successful, but that does not guarantee happiness in life. Um, but what is it to have important life skills and truly be successful in life is to have, uh, is to really know, you know, um, how to have uh, certain life skills that make that, that can help you take the right decisions and then that can really help with resilience, and to look at young people as a whole. So that's where I think um, uh, that's where I think uh, Teen Book is, and uh, uh, if for the best kind of investors, Teen Book can really be that place. You know, I mean. Um, for for parents and for educators and for adolescents and teens and tweens. So that's what I see. I mean, in the next five years, I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I I mean, if you if you really talk about next five years, we've really thought about going more regional in terms of the content. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, we haven't done that is because we haven't opened up ourselves as a business, you know, to like a variety of. We we still do only grant based work. Mm. Um, and you know, and grant based work with some of the the most recognized top donors. Um, so, in terms of our expansion, I think there is a lot of things that we want to do. You know, first go regional all over India. We also have, uh, you know, I mean, I would love for Love Matters to be to have a more, um, you know, a presence in Asia, not just in India and South Asia then, but also other countries in Asia. We have a presence in China and Latin America and Egypt already. But uh, given, you know, sort of uh, in Asia, I think I uh, I would really look at a strategy that looks at that. And likewise, I mean, I think it's about Teen Book and uh, I would love to see Teen Book become, a, you know, 
for the lack of a better word or a brand the byjus <laughs> <laughs> and vitika from your experience um, um, running love matter for almost a decade now what has been the most challenging aspect till now uh, like your top 2 or top 3 like oh the biggest challenge is uh, been to convince people that um, you know talking about sex is not shameful i think mm-hmm. that was the biggest challenge because you know i mean i think 10 years uh, the biggest success we have had is that everybody is embracing pleasure based language and pleasure and you know is so open and uh, even celebrities i mean something that we've been talking about for past 10 years uh, was you know completely a no go place for for everyone beat as a just space you know for for most part or celebrities and now everybody really wants to talk about orgasms and masturbation and you know really embrace uh, the pleasure based language and i think that's been a big success but i think that was the biggest challenge because the traditional thinking around what sex education needs to be and what it should be was um, was was very much about um you know staying away from certain things because uh, there are no go areas whereas the disconnect was because the questions that young people had were very very different these are the questions that they had but those were not being answered and the uh, biggest challenge yes the biggest another big challenge i have to talk about it is uh, the online gatekeepers facebook google all these people i mean i think that's really i mean i think that's the biggest biggest challenge and that's not just for us that's uh for so many online platforms around the world rights based platforms around the world who are struggling uh mm-hmm. you know with censorship and random censorship and something that is uh that is not okay and something that uh, we really really need to advocate against and something that yeah i mean uh, we are definitely up and against what's what sort of initiatives have you taken in place to make sure the right content doesn't get censored or i mean they do have algos right running into the system they have human censorship also in place what are your recommendations to avoid such uh, censorship so i mean some of the recommendations are the ones which we've already made one i mean of course with uh, you know we presented we've also presented at the internet governance forum in europe you know things that have randomly been censored by by facebook without really checking on what kind of content it is um you know you know is this educational content is this really re- required for young people or not um and just randomly of course given their algorithms are very very random now the thing is uh, i mean something that we do is uh, we we have also organized forums here in india calling all different organizations who work on rights based content on and sexual health content together and get these online gatekeepers also on board and say that you know what this is a problem and you acknowledge this is a problem but you're not realizing that we need a solution sooner than later because this is wrong this is this basically is in you trying to keep good quality information away from people and we understand their struggles but end of the day and and end of the day they are businesses right uh, and they all have public policy departments in place now you know sort of all of that but the problem is what has not been done and something that we have recommended is to have um, not have a blanket policy and have another censorship policy um you know sort of one is of course their random censorship policy but have another policy where they'll whitelist organizations and there has to be a whole criteria where whitelisting of that organization would mean that automatically your algorithm will know that there are certain organizations which have content which is in the right you know in the, which is the right content it could come across as you know edgy and you know sort of something that is um, very open to people but at the same time this is important content this has to be talked about and people must have access to this information great vitika to wrap it up i would like to ask my favorite question 
if you were to do things differently you know uh, if you had the opportunity seeing everything you have done till now in the and you venture uh, if you had the opportunity to do things differently what would you have done you know ashish actually i wouldn't change anything about <laughs> you know because it's been full of challenges it's been uh, you know full of uh, there've been lots of uh, you know ups and downs i would say it's been a roller coaster ride but a ride mm-hmm. that's you know sort of worth it right um so i i don't think i would want to change it in any way i also sometimes you know i get this feeling oh i could have done this at that point of time but mm-hmm. you know what i mean i i'm also an optimist and i i'm also somebody who doesn't live with any regrets <laughs> so i think that's a little bit of just my personality so if it is about journey i think i i appreciate the journey that i've had so far because it's been full of learnings um and it's it's been um, you know and there have been successes and there have been failures and you know my approach with failure is that uh, all of those are learning opportunities um so i yeah i mean i i don't think i would have changed anything anything at all thank you so much vitika for your time i think uh, it's great work you are doing uh, absolutely i think uh, it is required i think uh, with with time for sure i mean as pandemic also eases out the other channels will be much more open offline channel you will be able to reach to much more larger audience and yeah uh, it was a pleasure to have you thank you ashish it was a pleasure talking to you and uh, yeah i mean hope this days get better for everyone hope everyone's safe and healthy and hope more and more people uh, you know join love matters get on the platform know about teen book and uh, we are all able to have a world where everyone's happy and healthy and safe thank you everyone for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this podcast uh, we will be back with more interesting episodes soon stay tuned